Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome back. Final hour. Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing. One of the names now being mentioned, Cliff Kingsbury's been out there, right? Is he going to leave you know, for Oklahoma job or whatever, because no, you, you've seen this dude's pad in Arizona. He's got it made now. He's yeah, got the Cardinals no down. I mean, he made his career off Petra Mahomes. Remember, he got fired at Texas Tech. He couldn't win games, even with Mahomes. He couldn't do it because he had 130th ranked defense, even though he's not a defensive coach. He couldn't hire defensive coordinators in college. Actually, 128 at the time. There's only 128 teams. But he had the worst scoring worst defense. Worst of the worst. College, now he's got Kyler Murray. He's got things perfect for him now. He's an NFL guy. You've seen his pad. It says Notre Dame has targeted Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury as one of the replacements for Brian Kelly, sources tell ESPN. Don't Wh- see Kingsbury leave. Because keep, keep this in mind. Why would leave that situation? I always thought the Chiefs, because I didn't know where Kingsbury ended up once he was let go, because he was. they had talked about him getting let go the year before he actually got let go to be a, just a consultant in Kansas City because he was with Mahomes. And they work so well together yep. on offense, right? But then he took the job at, at uh, USC as an offensive coordinator, right? Didn't last long. He gets the head coaching job at Arizona, and we're like, oh, which was way out of left field. Look at by look, the way. look at Cliff Kingsbury. He's already to the NFL. I can't see him going back to college, but you never know. I just can't see it happening at this point. But that's an interesting name to keep in mind. And again, a lot of times these names are floated out. You get contract raises. You get extensions. You've got one more year. Left on his deal in Arizona. Stoops was the master doing this. Remember all the Dallas Cowboys flirtations with Stoops? And then Oklahoma kept poning him up, giving him more crap, giving him more money. And he stayed. I I just, I don't understand why they're even entertaining this when they have the number one seed in the NFC right now. Why would he, why would he leave that situation and the program that he's built there? I honestly don't think he would. I, I think he'd stay there until. He just fails out or whatever and yeah. then gets that chance. can always go back to college. Back in college football. But Major League Baseball, they're coming towards the lockout. You know this uh, this deal. It could be coming in 60 hours. A uh, little, little, little less than that at this point. Jeff Passan put this out earlier. And he's 100% right. Because we talked about this morning, Bob. Don't worry about it. The word lockout, that may cause a frenzy and worry. Oh, man, they're doing it again. I'm not going to watch baseball ever again. Well, this is a labor negotiation. They're going to do it. What they can't do is let it parlay itself into the season. They can't bicker with each other like they did during the COVID season of 2020. Remember, it didn't look. It looked like they were going to have baseball. As I remember, Kramer and I talking about this a lot when we did that virtual royal stuff. Right? We talked about the situation. 
But then it didn't look like they were going to get a deal done. There's too many bickering between the players' union and the and Major League Baseball. But they finally got the deal done, and we had baseball from July 24th on. They expanded the playoffs, and we got what we want. But don't panic until spring training. I mean, even Passon puts that out in a well-written article. And he's right. Even if they delay spring training, as long as they have spring training still, they're going to get the revenue. They're going to get their money going forward. Well, this came out from ESPN a little bit ago from Jesse Rogers. And he said Major League Baseball's expanded playoff proposal is part of the new CBA that we're going to get for Major League Baseball. I'm not against this at all. Format would call for 14 teams in the postseason. It'd be two more in each league. So you'd have two more in each league, seven from, from the AL and the NL. It's four more than currently in the playoffs. It'd be three division winners in each league. They'd be joined by four wildcard teams to make up the playoff field. Here's how it'd work. The team with the best record in each league would get a buy into the best of five division series. You follow me here? Gotcha. This is where it gets fun. The remaining two division winners would get to pick their wild card opponent from the bottom three wild that card teams. Dumb. The division winner with the second best record would pick first. Then the number three seed in the league would pick its opponent from the final two wild card teams. It's outside <laughs> the box, but it sounds dumb to me. It is because it's bulletin board. Like if you're that last team picked. Your last kid picked on the playground. You're <laughs> yeah. going to have a chip, man. And when you beat that team, you're going to rub it in. So you better pick right. This is professional sports, though. You man. better like, pick right. On. Once on. matchups are set, the higher seeded teams would host all three games in a best of three wild card round. So they host all three of them. Winners in the wild card round would advance to the division series, and the playoffs would continue as they've done in the past. Now, there's mixed feelings on this proposal. According to Jesse Rogers here, according to the sources, players contend it could disincentivize teams from spending and or pushing for more wins, knowing they might make the postseason with 80 to 83 victories or less. Like it wouldn't put the incentives. The league also believes um, the top seeds, like having a buyer picking your opponent, will keep teams aggressive both in the winter and during the season. Plus, it opens the door for perennial 75 win team to now push for around 80 wins to potentially make the postseason in a formal poll of executives at the general manager's meetings earlier this month revealed they weren't thrilled with the idea of a televised event on the Sunday night before the playoffs began where opponents would be chosen, right? When you're going to pick the team that you're going to (laughs) play. It's ripe for second guessing, as they say, perhaps even bulletin board material. I agree with that. But then he goes on and says this. Of course, the expanded playoffs would be a windfall for owners in terms of television and gate revenue, but they would also add over 100 players to the postseason spotlight. Or again, you get that postseason money. More players are making more money at that part. Again, a lot of these are crazy ideas. But the idea of expanded playoffs, that's legit. Picking your opponent. Not, I mean, not so much. As much drama and fun be like picking the wrong team that ends up beating you because teams would enjoy that. Oh, you picked us, huh? Because teams would love that, wouldn't it? It would spark some, spark some interest, wouldn't it? So, Being that team, because if you're playing that team, knowing they picked you because they thought they'd beat you, that gives you a little bit more incentive than is it a wild card team? It, it does. So I have I have two major issues with with this. One one is, is the whole pick your pick your opponent thing. I, that to me just sounds gimmicky. I, I'm I look. I think baseball needs to think outside the box, right? That's been their problem for years, right? Not thinking outside the box. 
This might be a, a little. I mean, this is a, a drone too view far of the, out box. Of the box. Yeah, this is like a whole new box. My second issue, though, is I am all for the expanded playoffs with the caveat of, of not having to play 162 games. If you're going to expand the playoffs, let's take let's take away some of those games from this. There's no reason to have 162 games, regular season games, and then additional playoff games. And end your season at a time when Ridiculous. the NBA is opening, the NHL is yeah. opening. That's too much. College football is now in the conference season. In the NFL, reign supreme. Baseball's already oversaturated. Why? Why would you add to it? The one thing they can't do is bicker and fight and drag this thing on. Oh, this is going to get ugly. You know that, right? They finally got a few it people to does. stagger in after last year because a lot of people didn't go. They got used to that COVID year where they were forced to sit home watching on their TVs, and they realized, I kind of like this. I don't have to mess with parking. I don't have to pay a ballpark prices, and they got used to doing it. America got used to doing a lot of things differently. Have to. Whether we wanted to like it or not, we got used to doing things differently. We'll continue For instance, to have to. taking taking out from food restaurants. Yep. Things the way we do things. Now you do Zoom calls wherever you want, where that was like, what the hell are we doing here? You know, I can't explain it to my parents how to do it, but once they figured it out, it's like that's what they want to do. I love it. Now it's breweries. Access, right? Breweries when they were shut down, they found a way to be more resourceful and bottle beers Can't and get their yep. beers in more places. So people adapted. That's that that that's a problem. I mean, that, that whether you see it as a problem or not, for broadcasters it was because all of a sudden some company said, eh, why do we have to send you to games? You were doing just fine calling these games by your TV. So it does have its drawbacks. It really does. But it does. It does. But there's also some good found a way to overcome yeah. at times. They were forced to, and they did. Got to adapt. And people's choices where they spend their money was impacted as well. And baseball was finally getting people to start coming back, even though he had games like 4,500 down in Tampa which is completely embarrassing for a major league team with the attendance, but they can't afford it. But don't, don't panic with the word lockout. Now, the other question is, because Bob was wanting this too, he wanted incentives to not tank, meaning take your draft pick away if you finish with so many losses. My only problem with that is... I don't know that you can do that. My but. only problem with that is you want those bottom feeders to eventually get good, and how do you get good through the draft if you don't have a lot of money? I mean, it's what the it's what it's why the Royals aren't going you know spending crazy right now. For one, they're going to have to pony up for Bobby Witt Jr. here soon. Like all these young guys are getting like to tease now. Wander Franco deals is because their draft class. Now, what they would do is they'd have a lottery. The lottery would be from picks one through three. Then the draft would continue as it is in the past, based on the regular season records. The playoff teams would pick according to how they finished in the postseason. The World Series winner would pick last. So a lottery for the first three. Why? So you can't guarantee your spot at the number one pick in the draft is that guy, clear fire, number one player in baseball, which we often get the top three that we kind of know before the major league draft happens. And you can't get that guy, which we've seen more and more of these first rounders pan out and work out in major league baseball lately. Why, why are they trying to reinvent the wheel? Why can't they just take now? Look with the understanding that baseball does have a different structure, right? When it comes to the minor leagues and all the different affiliates and all that stuff, I understand that there's a different structure, but baseball just take models that, you know, have worked already. Give, give, give a ceiling and give a floor of what teams need to spend that. I mean, they just, they just make it so much more difficult on themselves. I, I don't, I don't understand why they can't just use existing models and fold that into, into their structure. It is interesting, but they need to do something. Something has to change. Because they've been behind the heat ball with these other leagues. Yeah. They're just making more money. They're doing more things. 
And baseball continues to have the Max Scherzer type contracts, $43 million a year. More than some teams have Insane. for their payroll. Yeah, that can't be, man. That can't be a thing. But again. And, and expect other teams to be competitive. They need to understand these teams. These players need to understand these teams. I know they don't want to show their books. But they need to make money, too. Yeah. And, and again, the gate receipts, a lot of times, you know, they make more money on the television contracts they have. And now it's the streaming rights. It'll be with Major League Baseball. That's how they make a lot of their money before tenancy They're behind in that, by the way. But they need to get more on the eight ball. But. I do think the expanded playoffs and the horizon. The reason that I don't think we see a shortened season, I may be wrong, Julio, it's just what I think. Baseball records just mean more because in football, they don't as much. Remember when AP was going to beat Eric Dickerson's single season record one year and he didn't end up doing it? But that was like, like, oh, whatever. Like OJ Simpson ran for 2,000 yards, but that was a 14 game season. Which does mean more, right? Yeah, but we, we all but you know that. you expanded the teams. Now you have 17-game seasons, so a lot of the records are going to fall. Because in the NFL, it's what you do week to week, your fantasy football numbers that matter to people. Baseball has always kept the 500 home runs, but the 3,000 hits, such an accomplishment to get. Baseball records have been more hallowed than other sports. Because, again, the NFL, these records fall all the time. Because you have 14-game seasons, 16-game season. Now you're at 17 games. People don't care. They care about what you did last week. So did we not just talk about being able to change and adapt to the times? Like, I understand baseball is like, has this whole history thing going on for them. But, but what good is that going to do when your, your, your sport is slowly dying? Like, you have to change, even if that means changing some of those records, changing, changing you know, the field goal post and just changing the records and where, where you stand on those. That's stuff that needs to change in baseball. You have to adapt to the times. You can't keep everything the same all the time. And the Royals are just different, obviously. They don't have the money through in like the Mets do. Move the goalpost a they, little they bit. They can throw cash it's as fine. a man. Remember how much Omar Infante's deal kind of crippled the Royals? And that wasn't very much. No, and it wasn't for that. But that's. But, but that's, you got to be better if you're a small market team. You just have to be better. Again, I've said it before. Like I said it back in 2014. I remember doing a topic on it. That, you know, because at that point, Dayton Moore hadn't made the postseason. And John Schneider, I compared because John Schneider was the hot name in pro football at that point with the Seahawks. It's like, okay, give or take 256, 254, 258 draft. Depends on comp picks, right? But essentially, that's the number. And that's pretty easy to narrow down who's good and who's bad. Because you have the combine, except for last year, but you have the combine and the numbers they produce. Yeah, you might draft an FCS guy. You may take a chance on a flyer like a Mike Dana that didn't go to the combine. But for the most part, you know who your guys are. You, they're identified. Your scouts have probably seen them personally. Baseball, your whole landscape's the whole world, man. I mean, you got Venezuela, you get the Dominican, you got Juco pitchers, you got high school pitchers, you got college, you got everybody. And the whole world's the template, which is much harder to do and, and identify talent going forward. But expanding the postseason, that's a way, I think, to get the fans interested. Because that's everybody wants their team to have a chance. It's why the NFL is so popular, because as bad as you are, there's always that team that goes worse at the first. There's always that team that thinks they have a chance. I mean, you're looking at the AFC West. You're looking at four cities, even though it might be visions of grandeur, think they have a chance because they're sitting at six and five. Even the Dolphins that are considered, quote, in the hunt at five and six. You know but, what I'm saying? But baseball's not... But that, but that's where baseball is not like that. It's so much more difficult to come up from the bottom and make your way to the top in baseball than it is, say, in the NFL. And a lot of that has to do with the structure. Yeah, and a lot of these players, you know, you say, 
Again, there's some people that have a problem with tanking. But do they really care? Because a lot of these tanking teams, guess what? You put numbers up against them. No. You get home runs, you get, you get runs driven in, you get wins as a pitcher, you get saves. If you got teams tanking and they got AAA players up there playing for them, you have a better chance to pad your stats and get more money. Well, and baseball doesn't, I mean, those, those teams that do that don't care because, again, they are still making money because you're not forcing them to spend money, right? So they can just rake in money and suck. And who cares? They're still making money. I mean, what does it matter to them? No question. No question. Coming up next, we'll go back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was on the drive earlier today. Had some interesting things to say about this uh, 11-game stretch coming up for the Chiefs that involves three FC West teams back to back to back. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back. Guess what, Julio? It looks like uh, Urban Meyer is a lot of what Notre Dame Twitter wants to be the next head coach. Well, Jacksonville's one oh, thing. Boy. He does win in college football, right? He does. He's proven. He did win at Florida. won at Ohio State. He could win. But eventually, he start to be a job hopper. You think he's going to jump ship? I don't know, man. I mean, it hasn't gone that well for him in Jacksonville this year. <laughs> I don't know what Notre Dame's going to do, but obviously the, the recruiting landscape, the shakeup is done to college football. We haven't seen anything like, you know, Oklahoma becoming open. LSU is Notre Dame and the big dogs. It's what have you done for me lately? It's the way college football has become. It's a very interesting deal. Patrick Mahomes uh, joins the drive each and every Monday with Carrington Harrison. And he talked a little bit of an 11 game stretch because it is important. The most important three-game stretch of the Chiefs. We talked about these little stretches the Chiefs have had. And obviously, you know, the Packers, the Raiders, the Cowboys. It was an interesting three-game stretch for the Chiefs. Broke their way with Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers. But the most important is coming up from AFC West. Set them down and let them know they're pretenders and not contenders. But the door could open if they actually beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Mahomes on the uh, 11 game stretch. It's getting ready to come up here with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we understand it. I mean, division games, that's what we talk about the first thing we walk in the building is trying to win the AFC West. So we understand how important these games are going to be. Um, but it's gonna, like you said, it takes one day at a time. I mean, everyone in our division has a chance at it. So, I mean, everybody's going to give us the best shot. Um, and we got to go in there with, with our best games every single week if we want to try to win uh, each of these games one game at a time. I mean, it's the most important stretch, Julio. I mean, it doesn't include the Cowboys, the big names like the Packers, but it's a chance to win this division six straight years. You win these next three games, you put these teams away. And that's a good feeling for the Kansas City Chiefs because of the Chiefs back or not. I believe they are. Perfect timing for them. They go into the bye week, 7-4. Then the Denver Broncos, Andy Reid, 19-3 in the regular season after the bye. Not only that, he's 32-6 and against this division since 2015. And guess what? Four of the next six opponents are AFC West opponents. Patrick Mahomes was also asked about, was there an overreaction from fans the way that the Chiefs started? Not, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the season is, is a very long thing. I mean, people try to kind of group it together and say every week such an important week. I mean, every week is important, but you, it's over a long amount of time. Um, and so I think it wasn't an overreaction because we usually start off hot. We usually win a lot of games early. Um, but if you look at every season that we've had, there's always been a little bit of spell where we weren't playing our best football and we've had to figure out ways to get better. And I think that just happened a lot earlier this season. 
and it's made us better in this long run. And hopefully we can keep that momentum going because we have a, a tough couple games coming up um, and try to keep that momentum going into the playoffs. And obviously that happened, Julio, in 2019 when you're six and four, right? But <laughs> he knows there's been some overreaction. Remember the home homes is broken thing and he throws five touchdowns? You know, I heard ESPN discussing what's wrong with Kelsey from Ryan Clark again. When he was seventh at that point in receiving yards, six in receptions, they happened to wonder what happened to him. And by looking at the text line after every Chiefs game, you know how it is. I mean, I've told you about it on Fridays. You know, I had a, I had a call last week. Someone won the bench Mahomes, even after a Dallas win for Henny for a quarter, to send a message. And at that point, he was leading a passer in the NFL with yardage. You know, there was those reactions. I saw the fire Andy Reid ones. I've seen the fire Brett Veach ones. I've seen some interesting reactions throughout the season regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. But as Vic Fangio said, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're back to being the Chiefs, head coach of the Broncos today. Obviously, with who we're playing this week, they know that. Um, I didn't get to see the Chiefs earlier in the season when they had some struggles, but they're back to being the Chiefs again. And um, that's like you guys always ask me um, in, April, in May when the schedule comes out, you make these this, that, and the other. And I, the answer I give every year, it depends when you play them, how they're playing, you know, who are they missing? Who are you missing? What kind of stretch are they going through? You know, so they're back to being themselves now. And that's the thing. That's for the Broncos coach. Yeah, don't ask me about the team's record. I don't care what the record is at this point. They're still the Kansas City Chiefs. No truer words are spoken. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hey, good evening, big guy. Doing just got back from Salvation Army Bell Ring when nice. And uh, I like to tell you, I think that Chiefs are ready uh, to beat the Broncos. I think that they game up on everybody, the Raiders and uh, and uh, and uh, and, and the defense is really coming together. And uh, I like to say uh, something else, Bink. Uh, I'm having a little problem, you know. I'm in the Chris Unisera's doghouse because he thinks that uh, I was against the Suns when I wanted to beat Denver at Denver. Am I still in the Chris Unisera's doghouse? Well, you know what, Dean? I don't know. He's not here. I don't know. I don't know because Chris isn't here. But I'll ask him. I'll ask him for you, Dan. Nice job out there with the uh, bell ringing today. Wish we get a little bit of snow or cold weather like we're supposed to get this time of year. But you know what? We don't have it. We don't have it. Let's go to CJ and KCMO. What's up, CJ? Say, Bickle, man. Uh, What's up, I CJ? Quick. I mean, my God, man. I've I, I, I been wanting to ask you this for a while, man. It blows my mind. It boggles my mind when I watch football. And 87 just runs out in wide open green grass. And it's like, when are teams going to start covering them? And I heard Junior Boy uh, Coke. Uh, talking earlier about who's the MVP, you know, you had 95 and uh, he had yeah. 10. But uh, 87, he, he's just, they're not, and I'm, I'm waiting for the double team or something. This guy, they say hike, and he just runs off into a forest of green grass, wide open, and it blows my mind how open he's, he is, like, every play. Well, the good news is you can make an argument for several people, C.J., that's always the greatest argument. I like the way this defense is started to play. I think Chris Jones is a big part of this. And obviously, I get the Tyree Kill argument as well because he's kind of changed how he's played. You know, he's become that intermediate receiver. He runs the route tree exceptionally well. He's number two in the NFL in receptions for a reason. 
And again, this is going to suit him well going forward. You know, if he starts to slow down or someone he gets into his 30s or something, these type of things help him out. So it's good for his career. Do you think it's some kind of special Jedi magic that 87 has that this he just ends up wide open, or do you think it's something with the defense? Well, they, 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 they're trying their best. They're doing everything with him. They're holding him. They're chipping him. They're doing everything with Travis Kelsey on the line, trying to slow him down. They fear him because they know if it falls a slow game, they know the next game, watch out because he might have eight catches, nine catches for over 100 yards. That's just what Travis Kelsey does to people. Let's go to my man Steven in Lenex. What's up, Steven? What's going on, man? You're What's always, up? You're always talking about me. You can't help yourself. No, I, I, I like you, Stephen, because you always give me something. I like that. <laughs> well, I got an answer for that last caller. It's our the reason that they can't find uh, Travis Kelsey is because our five hundred million dollar man won't throw. Oh my God, Stephen, Stephen! You know you've yet to make a phone call. You've yet to make it through a phone call. Can you say something positive, man? Listen, They're seven and four, positive. Stephen. I'm trying to solve the Chiefs. We need to just hold him back. He's holding us back from greatness. Just take him out for one quarter. We don't need one. We don't need Patrick Mahomes for one quarter to beat the Broncos. Just kind of tell him. But what if you do though? You can't risk it, man. You get listen. They don't have a quarterback better than him on this roster. He's, they're not doing anything with him, Steven. He, Chad Henney could. Chad Henney could. No. 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 He no. has got to come off that gunslinger act. He is not Brett. Oh, oh Steven, you did it again, man. You can't make it almost, to a phone call. Almost. Almost, Steven. almost made it. But he's, he's on this bandwagon, man. <laughs> he's, talking, he's talking about a quarterback. It's had some bad luck this year with, you know, football's bouncing off receivers. You know, chest and getting picked off. and He wants to see Chad Henney, huh? Yeah, but he's right. facing that's, defense he's never seen. He's processing he all this. He's got an MVP. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. He's got a banner that flies over here that'll never change. Bench, basically the best quarterback in the league. Gotcha. 785 asked gotcha. me if I, like, if I like cold weather. Hell yes, I do, man. <laughs> that's shorts weather for you. You know, I know Dan's is out there bell ringing, which is great, but, you know, wait till they're out in the cold. You know, it's snowing. That's when people say, you know what? And they reach in their pockets and pay a little bit more when they see that snowfall. But yes, I like snow. I hate snow. I I, I know you do, Leo, but I I absolutely love snow. And I like everything about it. I once had a neighbor that uh, moved to Florida, right? They retired. They moved to Florida. And he's like, here, do you want my uh, snowmobile? Not snowmobile, but the snowblower. And I said, hell yes, I do. Because we just got a ton of snow like the year before. Because I remember I was in the spring training and we got snowed out coming back from Arizona. It's like, yeah, I'll take it. We, we ended up getting like a total of nine inches. When's the last time you used it? Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. You know, I think I've even sold it by now because I don't use it. We don't, but, we don't get enough snow for that. But I like snow, man. I didn't like, no, I didn't like, I did not like that when we were below zero last year for like a week. Yeah, that was miserable. That sucked on utilities. That sucked on the body. It sucked on a lot of different things. But, you know, I like the cold weather. It's time of year for, right? I mean, I'm still in shorts. I'm, and I'm okay granted, with the I'm always in shorts. weather we're having this week. I am perfectly fine nah. with that. You know what, though? There's a time for that, Julio. Don't the time is cold. not now. No, it is. We're, we're on the cusp time. of December. I'll take a 70-degree Christmas. Thanks. This is when it gets cold. Coming up next, back to something Colin Coward said, because I usually don't agree, but this time I absolutely do. We'll discuss that next. 
This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You know what, Julio? I'm, I'm ready for the NFL coaching carousel to happen at the end of the year, right? It's coming. Well, I have enough energy after college football coaching carousel. Guess and get this. Um, uh, Matt Fortuna that covers the, uh, he works for the Athletic, and he used to be a Football Writers Association American president. He says that uh, LSU's offered the Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly's a 10-year deal that will take him north of $100 million with incentives. Woo. College football's getting good. Wait till we get the play, 12-team playoff expansion. You think that's going to happen? Well, you need more teams that are relevant. I mean, if we look at a season this year, we have one or two coaches not even coaching their team in the playoffs. <laughs> well, well, what's going to happen when you expand again? Four or five of them not do it. Doesn't it matter anymore? Like, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. But hopefully coaches will get to their places and they'll stay. But you know, next year it'll be something different. Like the Nebraska job will probably come open, right? And someone wants to resurrect that and Scott Frost will get run. So something's going to happen. Texas is bound to open up here. I know they just gave a Sarkeesian that deal this year. But he had a six-game losing streak. And the longest one they've ever had. That's the longest since 1956 for Texas, by the way. Not good. They had an eight-game one. Not good. Back then. But I digress. I heard something from Colin Coward last week. And I 100% agree with it. And usually I don't because I thought it was kind of funny to, when he was talking about Belichick and Reed being back in town. Think about this. Patriots won six in a row. Chiefs four in a row. I mean, Chiefs and Patriots both won every game in the month of November. You know, the best two coaches in the NFL are back with their teams now. And Andy Reed a step above uh, Belichick, except for Stephen and Lenex that likes Chad Henney because it must be his neighbor <laughs> reosing money or something. I don't know, but he keeps calling. But regardless, here's here's what Coward, Coward said, had to say, and I absolutely loved it. Now let's talk. Belichick and the SUV pulled into the driveway, and Andy Reid got out back. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. They were a little loose. Things weren't firing. And so what happens? Well, Andy Reid's real start, smart. Patrick Mahomes real smart. Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, is real smart. And smart people eventually figure crap out. And this offense for Kansas City that just net, we, could, we kept saying, they're winning. They're beating the teams they should. Giants, Eagles, Washington football team. But it's not pretty. But we said, they're winning. you got to give them credit for that. We said that Friday. They're winning games. And they'll get it right because Andy Reid's smart and he always eventually gets it right. And last night against the Raiders, they got it right. And it was real clever. They were clever without being too cute. They went through the ball to running backs more. Let's get the stuff. Let's get our guys in space. It was tight ends. It was running backs. Let's not go crazy. We got plenty of talent here. Let's get them the ball. In fact, uh, Daryl Williams was their leading receiver in terms of catches. And that's what they did. You could see it very early. Let's simplify the offense. Let's get the ball to tight ends and running backs and Travis Kelsey. Let's not be as home run driven. Let's not be as cute. Let's be smart and a smart DC and a smart head coach and a smart quarterback. Took a deep breath. We're patient and the Chiefs are back. Listen, it was a really adorable first half in the AFC. The Chargers were winning close games. The Bengals and the Browns and the Raiders. But the grown-ups are back. Kansas City's right. The world's right in the middle of the country. Belichick's defense is back. Once again, Tennessee inartistically wins another game. They've won six straight. Uh, Vrabel's 37-21 as a head coach. And Sean McDermott, to me, as good as any young coach in football, not named Sean McVay, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen look like they're fine. 
AFC. Order has been restored in the AFC. And it was after the I loved it. Order has been restored. They're back. Bill check and Andy Reid back. Order's restored. What did he say was adorable? Uh, those teams went earlier this year. Well, the grown-ups are back. The grown-ups are back. And I absolutely love that comment. Coming up next, though, the uh, Denver Broncos still holding a grudge against the Chiefs. They're tired of hearing about the losing streak. Discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Dennis Dodd saying, Julio, that uh, $15 million per year for Brian Kelly. $15 million a year. Getting up there to Hearing the, uh, it could be in that uh, range. Pete Thamel first. NFL caliber, isn't it? Nick Saban, $9.75 million a year. Brian Kelly can't hold his jock strap. Dude's got seven national titles. He's got more than anybody. Pay, the, pay Nick Saban. He's 70. Pay him. Just wins, man. Not like he's going anywhere, right? No, he's not going anywhere. Stay in Alabama. He's got a machine. It's rolling. These salaries are getting crazy, though. That's why when you hear kids hitting the transfer portal, who cares, man? These coaches are leaving in the middle of the night. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. So it doesn't matter, man. It, it's all going to chaos. We have complete chaos and wait till the college football rankings come out tomorrow. We're going to have absolutely more chaos than that. And I can't wait. I know you don't want, again, I think it's kind of silly where baseball, if this does pass, where they can pick who they play in the first round. Silliness. It's like picking at the playground, man. Who are you right. taking for Who are you taking for dodgeball, Gym right? class. Who are you taking for kickball? You know your last one taken? Have you ever been to that last one taken? I was just about to ask you the same thing. No, I was fortunate enough not to have to be the last one. You know what? I haven't either because I've never been in a place where you're like picking sprinters <laughs> that I would be last. You're, you're the big kid, huh? But, they, but it, yeah, I mean, you know, I always feel bad for the dude that was. I did too. I did too. Because now that dude's a millionaire, you know? He's a millionaire uh, now, tech executive. He's going to pick us last. So the guy that's pick last. You know, he's going to show up to the to the reunion. You know, he's, driving he's that fat long, car. He's playing the long con. That's fine. Yeah. You know how it works out, right? Yep. Mr. Popularity is not popular anymore, but the guy that uh, was picked last is making more money than you. It's just, way, it's just the way things work out. Well, it doesn't sound like the Broncos. Or uh, Von Miller was always big at this before he went to the uh, to the Rams when they pushed all in. <laughs> they just keep losing since they pushed all in. I think, by the way, Julio, the Rams are six and zero versus teams under five hundred. One and four uh, teams under five hundred. Always kind of funny, but their safety Justin Simmons and was asked like how important this is about finding a way to just win a game at Arrowhead. This is how important it is to these guys. And so for us, man, you know, it's, it means a lot. You know, going into next week, it's it's going to be a really good game, another statement game. Um, and no matter what happens, we got to find a way to leave uh, Arrowhead with the win. Find a way to leave Arrowhead with the win. Was then asked if he takes it personal with the Chiefs have been their daddies. Well, they weren't. They didn't say that, but they said the Chiefs won eleven in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's it's extremely personal. Um, and no matter what I say up here, no matter how good it sounds, bad it sounds, like you say, you, you got to go do it. Um, no one cares what it looks like. All anyone cares about is that win-loss column. And um, that's, what, that's, that's what we have to do, just find a way to win. Um, we'll enjoy this tonight. 
look at the positives, obviously look at the negatives, and um, we're all in next week. All in. All in. And keep in mind, this was three separate interviews they did, and I didn't listen to all of them, but most of them I did. Fangio was asked about this. (laughs) Justin Simmons was asked about this. They're all going to be asked about this. Bridgewater will be when he talks later this week. They're all going to be asked about this. Why can't you beat the Chiefs? Because the Broncos fans are proud, but yet they can't beat the Chiefs. That's embarrassing, man. You know how much has changed since 2015? You play the Chiefs twice a year, and you can't beat them, even with your incomplete chance. Bradley Chubb was asked the same question. They said, hey, uh, Justin Simmons thinks uh, that uh, he's taking this game personal against the Chiefs. Are you? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It kind of reminds me of like my college days. At the time, I never beat Clemson, and um, I always had that that hatred down in my heart for Clemson. And even this past year when when NC State beat them, I was like, oh, man, we finally did it. And uh, I know everybody around there had that same feeling. So I feel like it's kind of the same with this. Like we haven't beat them in a while, and um, that hatred runs deep. And when we do get over that hump, everybody's going to be rejoicing and and moving on to the next one. And I feel like that's what we got to do, just – um, knock this one out, and, and like I said, just keep moving forward. And he's been there since 2018. But he even said it, the hatred's real. Chiefs get on the headlines, they don't. It's embarrassing for him. I have the tables, my have how the tables have turned. But right? I'm, I'm, I'm glad right? in that a way he feels that way, though, because, like, sports hatred's fun. And a lot of times, like, he went to NC State, right? I mean, he was far from the Chiefs-Broncos <coughs> rivalry back when they had it, but he gets it, and that's just important, I think. I love the way that Marty used to build these games up with the Raiders. It's tough to do when you guys are making millions anymore. of dollars. They're yeah. not from the area. But you say, no, it's a big game. It's a big game. This is why. Because it does matter to the fans. Like, it matters to the fans winning those games who, you know, live and die with the Kansas City Chiefs. It matters beat the Broncos. By the way, Julio, the uh, <laughs> third quarter's begun on Monday Night Football. This is the most boring game. It is now nine to nine. Yeah. Uh, three field goals by Washington. Seattle did score a touchdown, but they also added a safety. Nine to nine. This is brutal. Monday Night Football, I cannot wait till they can start flexing games with the new TV contract. This is why no one watches this is why no one watches Monday Night Football. That's why anymore, we watch right? Manning cast, right? Manning's yes. I don't think are doing it tonight, are they? Uh I haven't I don't heard think anything they are. about it, but even they think this game sucks. This is, I mean, most Monday night football games nowadays are, are terrible. They have so. seven wins between the two teams. <laughs> this is a brutal game to watch. And by the way, Washington beat the Buccaneers two weeks ago. They picked Tom Brady off twice. This week's a good slate in the NFL because you get the Broncos Chiefs Sunday night. Then your Monday night football. And this is, this is a good one to watch. When you want to put a barometer in, who's, who's the other big dog in the AFC to be concerned about? Can the Bills... Turn things around. They're seven and four. Disappointing because they thought they'd won the Super Bowl when they beat the Chiefs. The Patriots at the Bills. Say a lot about the Patriots. Eight and four going into Buffalo. Place with Tom Brady. They were they won 32 at 35 against the Bills. That's a big game. So you there's a couple good primetime games with the Broncos, Chiefs, and then the Patriots and the Bills. I think uh we're going to have some fun uh, pro football pickums and college football pickums. We had championship weekend in college football when we do our picks on Friday night after we absorb our uh, local beers. My favorite segment. Picks being my second favorite segment. You know. Well, I like it too. 
I didn't do a good job of keeping score this year, and I, 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 that's my fault. Well, it's championship weekend, so this is when it matters. All right, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna make sure I take a note of of our picks, and and we'll come back the following week and we'll hash it out. This is when it matters, Julio. It does. It does matter. The next few weeks are gonna matter, right? Yeah, it is. But this is this is. I mean, college football is winding down. I love it a lot, but we're but it's just. The playoffs and bowl season starting again. Enjoy the bowls. I, I just like the bowls. It's just something to watch. Does this year? Because I watch different? Mac football, man. I mean, I just yeah, I know you like your. Mac but team. I don't like all the guys that opt out of it. Even remember Tylen Wallace last year? He opted out at halftime of his bowl game. But at least <laughs> yeah. he played a half, right? I don't know what it is this year. It just doesn't. It wasn't. It didn't stand out to me as much as as the previous as in previous years. I don't know what it is, man. People should be excited for the college football playoffs. What if Georgia pounds? What if Georgia pounds Bama, and all of a sudden you don't have Bama, Clemson, or Ohio State, in, or Oklahoma in the playoffs? Oklahoma's won the Big Twelve since 2015. That is something. I'll give Clemson's you that. Clemson's won ACC since 15. Ohio State's won the Big Ten since 2016. You got new blood. Thank gosh. Can you imagine Michigan choking away to Iowa, beating Ohio State? <laughs> oh, that would be that would be perfect. I that would be perfect. Can you just imagine that? No. I, I I do think the quote of the weekend, though, was by Jim Harbaugh when he was talking about Ryan Day. And those two jab each other. I like it. But Michigan, Ohio State's a great rival. There's no question about it. I, I do think Army, Navy, and the Iron Bowl at Auburn, Alabama is right up there with it. But Harbaugh, after the game, quote of the weekend. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple, you know, but they didn't. He's talking about Ryan Day. Because Ryan Day did, did 29 straight conference games. He never lost a Big Ten game. But again, he inherited a powerhouse with Urban Meyer. College football does have the best rivalries. And right? Lincoln Riley got it. I mean, the cupboard was full when he took over Bob Stoops. It matters. And if Andy Reid ever decides to leave in five or six years, you know what? You get you get Patrick Mahomes. It's always nice when you can hand the baton off and have success. Have the best of the best. Like Roy Williams, the Bill Self. I'd like to start out on third. Brett Favre, Darren Rodgers. Having that success doesn't matter. Patriots had a hiccup because they didn't have the guy right after Tom Brady. Now they think they do in Mac Jones. Regardless, huge thanks to Nick Bromberg from Yahoo Sports talking college football with us. Huge thanks to uh, Ron Kopp, arrowheadpride.com for joining us. Thanks to you as always, Julio. I'll see you guys tomorrow at uh, 5.58 a.m. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 